Limitless Wrestling fans, another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears wherever you may pick up your podcast. John Alba, alongside the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Mr. Randy Carver. Randy, I'm back in my own quarters this week uh, with a brother-in-law now. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. The other Alba is off the market. Uh, I don't want any of the Limitless Wrestling heathens to be, you know, stalking out there, so... (laughs) But there's enough of that in the news this week. Yeah, you're not kidding on that crazy story that is. That's uh, just that uh, makes unsettling is the word. Unsettling is certainly the word. But uh, it was a fun week at home in New Jersey, and we're back in action here in Orlando, Florida. Just reporting about the Thunderdome, Randy. Yeah, I was going to say, you got back and hit the ground running with uh, with some uh, interesting news. If Limitless Wrestling had a Thunderdome, where would it be and what would it look like? Uh, I just feel like that would be a rickety contraption in my backyard, to be honest. This The Thunderdome concept sounds like a Randy Carver idea. The Thunderdome, to me, sounds like an electrified version of the fucking dome that the dirt bike riders would mm, drive in at yes. like, the circus. Yes. Not... The cage that Abdul the Butcher got executed in. Oh my God! I ju- literally just watched that last week. <laughs> that was in that match is just insane. The He's fried. Abdullah's fried. He's oh, <laughs> it's God. such a contrast of characters in that thing. It is quite possibly the dumbest thing that's ever happened in the pro wrestling <laughs> ring, and that is oh, saying man. something. That is saying something because. Anytime Eric Greenleaf gets in a ring, that should qualify. But nonetheless, yes, there, agreed. there we are. Hey, you know, I was talking to your boy, Mac Daniels, this past week. Yeah. Getting I'm some sure. getting some nutrition advice from him. Because I don't know if you've <laughs> you seen him. Are you bulking up, John? I don't know if you've seen him. He's ripped. Uh, and yeah. And he was telling me he really wants to get on the podcast. All right. All right. Let's just do it. Let's just do it then. Okay. So we'll set it up in the next couple of weeks. The Mac Daniels tell all sit down. What is there to tell? We got He's a lot been to... around for a year. It's we... going to be a very low rated podcast. We got no a lot to get into. Yet. We got Mac Daniels. We still have to do the Eric Greenleaf episode. Maybe we'll combine them. That would be a wild. It would not end well for Eric Greenleaf. <laughs> that would be a wild ride. There would no, be a Greenleaf... lot of harassment. Greenleaf would come into that with a big ego and just try to take shots at you and Mac Daniels the whole time. And so you know, that would know not, that would, that would not go over well at all. Probably not. So, probably not. So, uh, Hey, catching up on a few other notes before we dive into this week's episode here, which by the way, we have a huge announcement at the end of this episode. So do not miss that huge announcement. Huge. How about Alex Chamberlain making his debut on AW dark? That's very cool. Um, it's always cool to see. And I don't know if you hold this like, same feeling i feel like you may as like a main resident and a professional wrestling fan if i say a main resident you were here for a couple years but i feel like you were pretty ingrained in the territory um it just it feels really good to see people who have really put in the the time and the work and um are able to break out of such a uh you know a depleted scene especially at the time that alex was in maine and uh really make something out of yourself and get opportunities like this so i was very stoked to see that for al um one half of the original main state posse with alexander lee i say the original has been a lot of uh different versions of the main state posse throughout the years but 
um, one of the most prevalent for sure, him and Alexander Lee for a while. So uh, really cool to see that. I, I got to check out the highlights the other day and uh, hopefully he gets more opportunities there. Both members of that match, Randy, the Alex Chamberlain, Mr. Grimm match, find their way into AEW. Just just proof that the Alba Star search works, baby. I guess you better be next to, to fill it out, huh? I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Alba Star search is a resounding success. And it yes, never ends well for you, though. Well, it may be true that Alex Chamberlain did tweet that ultimately his goal was to see me get put in a body bag. But nonetheless, it was a success. Congratulations to both of those guys. Always cool to see Limitless Wrestling Talent hit it on the big stage. We like seeing that. I thought he and Sean Spears had a good match. So Yeah, from, from what I saw, I really enjoyed it. So, good stuff there. Randy, we're talking the road. Episode 3 and Episode 4. So, Episode 3 went down this past week. We hyped it up a little bit last week. And let's get into it. Now, Candy Copeland defeated Nick Stapp. You were excited to see what these two could throw down. And apparently, what you were telling me beforehand, people really seem to like this match. Yeah, this one, uh, very popular. It seemed like once we dropped it on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Um, a lot of buzz for that one. A lot of tweets sent in. Um, I think it's a very enjoyable match. I think Nick Stapp gets better every time I see him. Um, he had a, a very... Uh, a couple good matches at the pandemic at the dojo series back in March. So I was really happy that we could get him back rolling when uh, the road kicked in, but a big win for Kennedy able to tap out Nick Stapp in the opening contest. Now, what does this mean for Kennedy Copeland? I, honestly, I think more singles matches because um, Alexander Lee's obviously tied up with this best of five series. And we'll get to that in a second, but um, the whole premise of doing tapings like this is to, really kind of put people in new situations, see what we can get. And um, that, that's honestly where, you know, it's cliche to say, but that's where the magic happens sometimes. I think about um, Let's Wrestle, for instance, which before the tapings, Let's Wrestle was really where we kind of threw shit at the wall and see what stuck. Um, Alec Price and CJ Cruz, who were two guys coming from different schools, hadn't really had um, too many meetings on shows. I don't think they had had any meetings in the ring until Let's Wrestle, and then uh, that turns into a match that ends up on a pre-show of a Limitless Wrestling show, and then they end up, you know, staying there for quite some time. So um, I just think it means more singles opportunities for Kennedy Copeland down the line. She's definitely going to see more in this series, and I'm excited to see what else she can do. You think she's someone who could break out and find herself on more Limitless shows once things start getting going again? I feel like She's been around for a while. She's gotten a lot better in a short amount of time. I feel like Limitless fans would really take to her. There's like a punk rock attitude about her. I think so, too. And I think um, a lot of it comes from her finally kind of figuring out what Kennedy Copeland is, what's comfortable. And um, she's really differentiated her style of wrestling over the past year. I think really um, incorporating a lot of her Brazilian jiu-jitsu training into what she's doing in the ring and uh, honestly, I think it's translating really well. Like she's, she, I, I just think the matches have improved tenfold over the past year, year and a half, and uh, everything else follows suit. So um, I, I definitely think she's someone who could make, take that leap. And you know, she's at, she'd actually make it back to Limitless. She, she had her debut at Hybrid Moments, I believe, November of 2017. So um, I definitely think she could get back to Limitless once things are rolling again. She's got a little Ruby Riot in her, doesn't she? I could see it. Yeah, for sure. Just a, just a little comparison that I'm making. 
Well, you talked about her partner, Alexander Lee. He finds himself down two matches to none in this best of five with Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager surprised him in match one, and in match two, he caught him sleeping, hearkening back to the late, great Eddie Guerrero, getting Alexander Lee to uh, fall victim to a DQ at the referee's behest, even though maybe there wasn't as much tomfoolery as the referee may have thought. I... I just think in this match, they pushed the referee too far. I mean, they were uh, fighting on the outside, blatantly uh, not listening to the referee's count in the ring. Uh, Alexander Lee throwing Frank Yeager into trash cans on the outside. Um, Even before the match started, Alexander Lee removing the mats from around ringside, exposing the hardwood floor on every side. Um, So I just think the referee got to a point where he had enough, and Alexander Lee was the one who introduced the chairs and, um, it was a perfect circumstance. Frank Yeager was on his toes, but I think uh, this was really uh, kind of a coming out party for Frank Yeager, who I think was really looking for a huge match like this to kind of cement himself in the world of limitless wrestling. Um, I think he's always been someone kind of teetering on the edge and just kind of needing um, that breakout match to solidify himself. And I think, I think honestly, when, when Let's Wrestle was consistent, he was doing that, um, had a long feud with Eric Johnson that culminated in a dog collar match, and I think he really proved himself in that time frame as well. But, uh, you know, being up to nothing against uh, a Limitless Wrestling original like Alexander Lee, that's, you know, pr- pretty good for, <laughs> for Frank Yeager kicking off on the road here. Nothing to sneeze at. But Alexander Lee now, this veteran, well-traveled veteran, finds himself as an underdog. And that's not a position I'm sure he's used to being in. No, and uh, it's it's just kind of been a rocky road for him since the MSP match at the Expo. So uh, he, he really needs to get back on track. He, uh, we saw Danger Kid fly in and um, uh, attempt to make the save for Frank Yeager. Wasn't able to get his hands on Alexander Lee. But um, we do find out later in this episode, uh, it's going to be Alexander Lee and Danger Kid on episode four. We'll get to that full preview in a second, but... Um, maybe it'll benefit Alexander Lee to kind of take himself a step back from this best of five series and focus on something else for a week. If Frank Yeager can win this series, what does that mean for him once shows continue? I think it certainly um, cements himself in last wrestle and will earn him some future singles opportunities, which I think is the best way to prove yourself on any show. But um, I, I mean, he's had two good showings thus far. Granted, uh, the first match was very quick. I think the first match was less than two minutes. Um, but the second match, the one on episode three, uh, a really great showing for Frank Yeager. I told him I think it's one of the best matches of his young career thus far. So uh, that's what you have to do when you're, you know, two, three years into the business. You have to prove yourself against people like Alexander Lee, and that's exactly what he's done. So we talked last week about Eric Johnson and Dylan Nix. At Pandemic at the Dojo, I thought they had a really good match. And Dylan Nix is not someone who's been wrestling all that long, but he brought in a partner for this one. Eric Johnson did get the win. Uh, he issued that open challenge. Uh, it was Connor Hex making his debut, a limitless dojo talent. What did you make of Connor's debut here? And what do you think this means for Dylan Nix and Eric Johnson going forward? Because uh, there's certainly a score to be settled later down the line, in my opinion, between these two. I think so, too. Um, I'm with you. I, I enjoyed the uh, the meeting between them at Pandemic at the Dojo. That was very early uh, in the career of Dylan Nix. And actually, like at the conclusion of this series, 
I believe he was only up to like 10 or 11 matches. So that tells you how new he is into professional wrestling thus far. Uh, but bringing along Connor Hex with him, trying to settle the score with Eric Johnson, Connor Hex, uh, a trainee at the uh, Limitless Wrestling Dojo. Uh, always cool to see a pro wrestling debut like in, on any level. Um, any show, I, I think it's very cool to see someone, the culmination of some hard work. They're kind of achieving a dream and taking the next step forward in the journey. Um, but I think it was a rude awakening <laughs> for uh, for Connor Hex and Dylan Nix. Uh, certainly not the best outing. They, uh, they got their asses handed to him by Eric Johnson, who I think is out to prove a point. But um, still very cool to see his debut. I think if we uh, end up having another set of these tapings, there'll certainly be another match for Connor Hex down the line. I think he's ready for that. And uh, this was pretty cool. It's always cool to see someone who, um, we've really seen him from day one. He had uh, very little prior training um, before coming to the dojo. I think he had done a month or two at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, so he was still very new when he came to us. So to see how much work he's put in and to have that finally culminate for him, uh, I think that was pretty cool, but there's still a lot of work left to be done. Now, Eric Johnson, this guy is on fire. This is a guy who is a main wrestling mainstay, He's calling his own shots. Where can things go for him? Because if this guy keeps going, and if these rumors about the Limitless Wrestling World Championship are true that we talked about last week, maybe that's a guy who starts climbing the top of not just the Let's Wrestle card, but maybe even on the Limitless Wrestling card as well. I mean, over the past few months, he's been climbing up the ranks in the world of the Limitless Wrestling anyway. I mean, that's... This marks six straight victories for the big man. He's calling his own shots, like you said. He wants another two people, and I think he's really waiting on that big profile match. I think he's waiting for someone big on the roster to kind of come step up, stick their nose in his business, and and honestly shut him up. I think that's what he's waiting for because it's gone to the point where he feels like anyone's stepping up to him in a singles capacity, he can defeat him. Kirby Wackerman gave him a great fight on episode one, but the beatdown was still put on by Eric Johnson. Kirby Wackerman fell in defeat. And then Eric Johnson, he wants two people now. He, you know, he proved himself all throughout the pandemic at the Dojo series, only had one loss, and that was to Zach Burton on the episode one of that series. Um, so I just, I think he's been doing this 16 years, and he's really um, in a full show capacity, never been on a Limitless Wrestling event. So I think that's the logical next step that he's trying to prove that he's worthy of, and he's going to try to go through the roster to do it. Speaking of Zach Burden, have you spoken to him at all during this pandemic? I have. Um, I talked to Zach. Jeez, He's in a group chat, so I kind of talk to him every day, but um, talked to him a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's, I, I think he's doing very well. I mean, he's still working, trudging through like everybody else, but um, all things considered, I think uh, him and the fam are doing well. I, I really enjoyed his work at the dojo, and I, I said this in the past. I always thought he had some of the most untapped potential of any talent in Maine, and I really hope to see him back out there again as things continue here. I really hope when things get back to normal that he uh, really considers putting some time into a run. And he was... He was beginning to do that. Like he was in the stages of, he had, he had to take some time off. Life gets busy um, for anyone. And uh, I understand that had to take some time away for a little while, but I think it was like January or February area of this year. He started, you know, he, he had been poking around for a while, but 
Um, then he started coming consistently and wanting to get back on these cards and uh, worked his way back on the cards and was having killer matches at the tapings. He had one with Rip Bison that I believe is available on YouTube to check out. And then um, the two matches with Eric Johnson at the pandemic at the Dojo series, just a lot of good stuff um, that he was pumping out for someone who really hadn't been in a ring that much over the past year. So uh, I hope he does come back. I hope he wants to stick with it. Cause I think uh, just like you said, a lot of untapped potential there. He works really smooth for a big man, doesn't he? Yeah. He moves very well. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's got to be around the two seventy five to two ninety area and uh, moves very well for that size. Has a lot of charisma, too. I know he does a lot of voice acting on the side, so yeah, he that's, does. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff he's doing there. Wishing him well, certainly. And the main event, Rip Bison and Danger Kid. It really feels over the past year here in Limitless Wrestling, there have been two guys who've just really broken out. Three, I'll, I'll even give you three. I'll give you CJ Cruz as well. Um... But Rick Bison and Alec Price. And Rick Bison just does it again here. Defeats Danger Kid. This guy is on the run of a lifetime. Yeah, a big win for Rick Bison. Uh, his second in two weeks on the road. And uh, again, just like we were saying with Alexander Lee earlier, it's big when you can beat someone who's been here from day one, knows the law of the land, and uh, has been successful in a limitless wrestling ring. And that's someone like Danger Kid. But Rip Bison taking him to his limit. Uh, a lot of gnarly spills in this match. This one's up for free on YouTube as well if you haven't got to see it yet. Um, but, uh, but a really fun main event. Another win for Rip Bison. And he's rolling, man. Uh, he was rolling in the pandemic at the Dojo Series. Had a great match with Warhorse um, at our last live event that we've had this year. So uh, I think big things on the horizon for Rip Bison for sure. And if anyone wants to catch up with Episode 3, how can they do so? Well, um, if you want to see individual matches, you can go to youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Um, most of the matches from episode one and two are there as well. But if you want to see the full episode, um, backstage promos, a bunch of extras, you can go to independentwrestling.tv. If you don't have an account, you can sign up with the promo code Limitless. It gets you a five-day free trial, and there's 30-plus Limitless events that are available to stream anytime on demand. Uh, 150-plus promotions on this as well. AIW out of Cleveland, Beyond Wrestling, GCW, um, a lot of the big independents in North America are on this streaming service. So uh, give it a look. Give it a test if you want with the promo code Limitless. You get a five-day free trial, um, and you can watch this episode in full. You mentioned AIW there real quick. How about our boy, All Ego Ethan Page? Do you see the shape this guy is in? Dude, he, what did he say? It was, I think he went from like 242 pounds to 215 in two and a half and months. And he's shredded. He looks unreal right now. Like best, best shape I've ever seen him in in his career, I think. Easily. And he's just doing it with dieting and exercising. That's it. Just putting in the work. He's devoting the time to it. I, I was talking uh, to, I think, a couple people in a class this week. It just, if you are able to put now it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of your time but i mean if a hundred percent of yourself as much as you can into pro wrestling and uh you get results like that you know what i mean and that's a that's a huge part of pro wrestling whether it's your cardio or your look um that's going to translate and help you in the ring and uh he's i mean it's pretty obvious he's doing a hundred percent of what he can to be in the best shape of his life for this run in impact wrestling right now well let's talk about episode four of the road coming up this week 
This episode, Randy, might be the most diverse in the series so far. It's a doozy. <laughs> it's well, wild. Speaking of doozy, how about Dozer versus Ace Romero? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You told me about this match the day that you taped this. You said, you're not going to believe what we just laid down. And, <laughs> and, and it is Dozer versus Ace Romero. I am so excited for this match some people may not have context of what this means but i I guess we can provide that now ace romero and dozer dozer formerly roadblock they have history together in the main wrestling scene especially as ace romero was just coming up yeah this one just honestly like so cool uh that we were able to put this together um ace came up a couple days early before the tapings and uh we were shooting the shit i think the day before and he just he mentioned like what if uh what if i wrestled dozer and dozer's been someone who's been around the main wrestling scene since 2009 um he broke in the debut year of iwe he was an iwe trainee under eric johnson um and he trained all over the place like he he would then break off and train with Sonny Roselli for a little while train with Larry Huntley for a little while he's kind of gone everywhere um but uh he's been kind of a fixture around uh the main wrestling scene for a long time started refereeing and then ended up wrestling as the roadblock Mark Mahoney um but then when Ace Romero came into the fold which would be the end of summer 2013 um, is when Ace started wrestling around Maine. Uh, they were put together by Eric Johnson. They were a tag team called the Leatherheads. They were the IWE tag team champions on a few different occasions. And, uh, you know, they were the team of the promotion when I first broke in as a ring announcer. And, uh, fuck, I don't know how long they would have teamed. I want to say it was like a, it was probably a year and a half run close to two. Um, and at the end of it, obviously, and, and, like they didn't, they didn't have a turn, but uh, they kind of phased out the team after a while. Ace started doing a lot more single stuff and kind of advancing up the card. And um, they really, you know, when, when Ace moved away from Maine and really only started taking bookings for Limitless Wrestling here, they didn't really have a chance to have any closure on anything or any, like, not one more time in the ring. It was just kind of over. And uh, Dozer's been a guy who, you know, he's really taken over the past year some initiative to um get better and uh try to improve in the ring and this is also a guy i skipped over this is a guy who's gone through a uh a a terrible motorcycle accident and uh was in a coma for a while and people you know genuinely did not know if he was going to make it or not and not only did he make it but he worked his way to getting clearance to fucking wrestle again (laughs) which is bizarre after uh having such a uh life-threatening accident like that but uh ace just looked at me and said you know what if what if we do this match what if uh what if i wrestle him because it literally you know it's been something that we know that he's been wanting for a long time and he's actually putting in the work to make it happen and um deserve an opportunity like this so uh ace kind of made the request and of course you know these tapings are very open to what people want to do i was all for it and uh what was what was his reaction when you told him uh, I let Ace tell him, and he was he was very thankful for it because he's just this, you know, he's uh, Ace is a very close friend to him too. Uh, means a lot to him. I think they mean a lot to each other. And uh, 
you know, we, we fuck around with Dozier a lot, but dude, he, he's a dude who will always be there, put in the work. And if you ask him to do something, he'll do it to the best of his he's, ability. Every he's time. as nice as a guy as you're going to meet. And Absolutely. He, he's a character too. So, he is quite a character. So, but, um, so I'm sure but, this match, you don't have to tell us anything about it other than is this match as awesome as I hope it is. Yeah, dude, it's uh, <laughs> it's quite, quite an appearance in Dozier's Limitless Wrestling debut. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, if you're going to watch for any of these matches, that's the one I've got my eyes on. Uh, we got the Sea Stars returning here versus the Girls Room. Yeah, very exciting one. Um, I think a lot of people very excited for the Girls Room, or uh, as they would say, the Sisters of Construction. Um, but no, this is, this is a very fun tag team match. I think uh, a lot of the fans were uh, surprised to see this in our split because they don't really know who to cheer for here. I think both of these are two beloved teams in the New England area. I think people, uh, the girls room has only been seen, I think a few different times and sometimes with Skyler as well. But, um, uh, I'm very excited for this one to get out there. Very fun tag team match. And they pushed each other to the limit. How is Skyler doing? good i believe um she kind of took a break on wrestling um at the end of 2019 i think her last show with limitless wrestling was uh fresh blood in october and kind of took a break after that to focus on school and uh i just don't think there's been anything really going on right now as it pertains to um school or wrestling for her but uh i, I think they're doing good her and jeremy leary i know jeremy leary's working hard in the brewery right now uh, I think it's really cool that he's finally uh, kind of broke into that industry because it's something that he's been passionate about for a long time. Did his hair grow back? Uh, eventually, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how the hairline's doing. I haven't Yeesh. asked. I haven't seen Oof. any. He did not send. You, a you do card. not ask a man about his hairline, Randy. No, man. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm hoping for. He had the best hair in professional wrestling, and that's a big. Well, that's... Uh, Disputed, that's big but... shoes to fill. That's uh, self-proclaimed. I should yeah, say. Yeah, I was gonna John, say disputed. Um, but it's just it's got to be tough. Like you, that's that's big shoes to fill. You've kind of painted a huge picture of yourself. So I I don't know. I've seen him in a lot of hats lately. I've seen him mm. in a lot of hats. So I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. We got basic Becca and Alec Price. This is a uh, mass hole brawl, if you will. <laughs> yes, it is. That's. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. Um, yeah, uh, Alec Price, Limitless Wrestling's resident slime ball, uh, wanted this match with Basic Becca. And uh, I think it's a very interesting challenge for Basic Becca. Alec Price is a very fun person um, to throw at someone for a challenge because Alec Price, I think, is one of the toughest dudes on the Limitless Wrestling roster, even though he wouldn't, at first glance, probably wouldn't look that way to an outside eye, but you think about what this dude has gone through, like J.D. Drake, Jake something, now Ace Romero, if you've seen on episode one, which was a wild brawl. He's fearless. Uh, he's fearless. Um, and it, it's intriguing to kind of throw him in a situation with a newcomer to see what they bring to the table because I know how tough Alec Price is. Um, I look back to the Nick Stat match, which was on the uh, finale of Pandemic at the Dojo. Um, that was a real test for Nick Stat to see where he was at. And I think this is the same thing for Basic Becca. She picked up in a, a victory on episode two. A very fun trios match teaming with CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer against the Higher Society of Love. So uh, now it's a big singles test for the uh, aspiring TikTok star, Basic Becca. A mass hole melee, if you will. 
Ooh, okay. Yes. Now we're getting a little pizzazz that, on it. That sounds like a YouTube uh, detail there. So just keep <laughs> yeah, that in mind. Yeah. Uh, and we got Danger Kid versus Alexander Lee. As you said, this one's set up in episode three. Two guys who know everything about each other. Lots of love, lots of hate. Just normally Danger Kid's someone who works with so much finesse. But in a match like this, he just has to bring the physicality. Yeah, he's got to kind of take the gloves off and be ready to brawl it out with Alexander Lee because that's what Lee does best. And uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by this one because these two, I don't believe, have shared a ring since the Expo. So we, we've seen a metamorphosis of Alexander Lee over the past year for sure. It's a different Alexander Lee at this stage in his career, I think. And uh, honestly, he's got to be a desperate man, you know, going 0-2 to Frank Yeager. Um, definitely can't sit well with him, but uh, excited for this one. Very excited because anytime these two are in a ring together, I think uh, some wild shit goes down. Certainly, and I'm looking forward to episode four. What are the details on episode four? So uh, it's going to stream this Wednesday, 7 p.m. on independentwrestling.tv. Um, the streaming link is iwtv.live, so you can go right there if you uh, are not a subscriber. Again, you can subscribe, use the promo code LIMITLESS. You'll be able to watch that episode live for free. Um, we're going to post a replay as well a couple days later on facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling. It's going to stream at 7 p.m. Friday night as well. So two chances to catch it. Um, catch it live with us Wednesday, and you can tweet using the hashtag The Road to join in the conversation. Okay. So let's get down to business here, Randy. We got a big announcement to make. Things, well, they've sucked this year. Let's just be yeah. real. Yeah. 2020 has been a total wash. This year would have been the five-year anniversary for Limitless Wrestling. It still is, but there would have been a five-year anniversary show. What were your original plans looking like? for that if you had even gotten that far so uh i think the schedule this year would have looked a little different than usual um we're planning to run at least every month um the plan was to run obviously uh january to july with july being the 2020 vacation land cup um we're going to have one show in August in between that was going to be a smaller show leading up to September being at the Expo. So uh, the plan was to go back to the Expo for the five-year anniversary, uh, as we did last year for the four-year anniversary. And uh, we were going to run the Vacation Land Cup in the August show probably about two, two and a half weeks apart. So it would have been uh, very close quarters on those two shows and then uh, a lot of time, probably a month and a half to build up to the Expo. So... Uh, it's a bummer that, uh, you know, things turned out the way they did. I mean, we haven't had a live event since February for Limitless Wrestling, and we had one, I believe, the first weekend of March for Let's Wrestle. And this is crazy because uh, we had a lot planned out for this year that I think people would have been very excited about. But uh, the big thing looking forward is that uh, I think with all this time removed and kind of having everything taken away, uh, without, you know, planning for that, uh, it's made me miss it a lot. And it's going to make me appreciate everything a lot more, uh, once we have any normalcy back. So, uh, very excited to even think about the possibility of putting together some kind of show again, but we're not there yet. So since we're not there yet, 
it got us thinking, what can we do to commemorate five years of Limitless Wrestling? So many things have happened, Randy, in five years. Do you have an idea of how many shows you've run in these five years, approximately? Um, Limitless and Let's Wrestle, or just Limitless? Uh, Limitless, since we're just talking about the five years of Limitless. I would guess off the top of my head, we'd, we have to be around like 35 to 40. Okay. So a lot of things have happened in those 35, 40 shows. So you may remember some big things that happened. You may have forgotten some things that happened. But they ultimately all live in the limitless lexicon. And they remind us of what we love about this promotion. And Limitless has always been a promotion for the fans by fans. Am I wrong, Randy? Absolutely correct. So, got us thinking, what can we do to commemorate five years? And well, since Randy comes to me for all good ideas, because, hello, I have an Emmy. (laughs) We decided that we are going to do a five-year Limitless Wrestling anniversary video podcast a video show if you will that will be streamed on limitless social media maybe even other devices as well uh that are going to take it's going to take a look back at the five years of limitless wrestling and randy the big thing with this is we need the help of the limitless fans in order to do that so how can they help out what are we going to be doing here well um, we're trying to count on the top 10 moments of the past five years. So we need help choosing those because, you know, it's, we need the opinion of the fans. It's, we want to get your opinion on everything and we want to see what the numbers are. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to put together a poll similar to what we've done in the past for the uh, year end awards for limitless wrestling. We're going to put a big poll on the limitless wrestling site. We're going to link it on our social media And on that poll, you're going to be able to choose uh, your top moments throughout the history of Limitless Wrestling. Um, If you if we think we've missed anything, you'll be able to write something in. But uh, I want to put it out there right now. Um, Give us a tweet. Shoot shoot us a tweet at LW Main, um, either to John Alba or myself. If you think that we're going to miss something or if you want to just put yours out there. Um, throw a tweet out there to us. Let us know what your moment that you'd like included on this poll would be. We're going to match it with ours. We're going to get a list of 20 to 30 together, and we're going to post it on LimitlessWrestling.com. And uh, it'll be up there for a week or two. We're going to get your votes. We're going to put it together. And then uh, I think we're going to get a cast of characters together for this top 10 countdown. Yeah, the hope is we'll get a roundtable going, and you may see some special cameos from some Limitless stars. And this is your replacement for your five-year anniversary show, folks. So we're going all in on this. Since yeah, we're, we're going to try to have a lot of different guests on this. Um, whether whether they can join the roundtable or if they can just pop in for a second. Um, we're really going to try to get a lot of the members of the Limitless Wrestling roster or the Limitless Wrestling crew involved in this. And um, I really want to try to make it as inclusive and, as possible. And um, if you, yeah, like I just, I just want to make it clear. If you have a moment that sticks out to you that may not be on everybody's list or maybe something that you think we may look over, definitely send it our way. I don't want to look over anything with this. I want the true top 10 and I want everybody to participate. So uh, when you see this link going around, give it a click, give it a vote, give it a share, let everybody know um, and we'll get the top 10. We got a lot of cool ones. 
that we've been floating around, you and I, just coming up with some ideas, and it's going to be impossible for us to individually name all these incredible moments. Just some that were just going through my head. I'm thinking about the cage falling. I'm thinking about Anthony Green being the Cinderella story in the Vacation Land Cup. I, I think about Ashley Vox and Chris Statlander bringing each other to submission on multiple occasions. There are so many to choose from. MJF storming the Westbrook Armory and, and just absolutely capturing everyone's attention. So many come to mind, Randy. Yeah, I uh, I thought about the MJF uh, moment actually where it was post title defense against Ashley Vox. I'm not sure if you saw the footage of the ring getting littered um, with bottles, cans, um, trash, uh, anything anyone could throw. Uh, quite quite a moment. There's been quite a few. I mean, uh, I think back even early on, you're the one who mentioned um, the the Chris Hero Zack Saber Jr. match even happening. Yeah, um, changed everything. Changed everything, and and then I look forward a year from that to the Cody Rhodes show, Unreal. His match with JT Dunn in the main event that really was our solidifier in Southern Maine, and uh, kind of set our course at the Westbrook Armory for about a year and a half. So, um, just a, just a lot of different things, man. It's, it's so many, so it's going to be tough to kind of whittle it down. Well, I'm excited for that to happen. So again, we are going to put these things up to a vote starting next week. So. You have this entire week from when this episode drops until our next episode to submit your nominees at LW Main, at John Alba. I always forget your combination of at at Randy Randy underscore Carver LW. I got it. I got it. And, And let us know. We need to know this because Randy and I have done some digging and we've got a bunch of great ones, but we're almost certainly forgetting something. Or... I just worry. I always worry that I overlook something. And uh, especially like I know that different moments are definitely going to mean more to other people than exactly. Than you know That's what I exactly mean. what so... I was going to say. Something that may or may not have stood out all that much to you or I might be like the defining moment for some limitless. Right. Fans. So we really want to hear what you guys have to say. Your favorite moments. We'll put up a post as well on Twitter this week uh, asking you guys where you can just drop them in a thread. So that I'm gonna will... toss it on um, Facebook as well. Great. So there will be there will be a uh, there'll be one on Twitter. There'll be one on Facebook. You can contribute to the thread on Twitter. Uh, drop a comment on Facebook, whichever your preferred social media is. Um, but yeah, we're, we're gonna try to gather them up. Uh, next week's podcast, we're gonna run down the list really quickly of uh, what the options are gonna be on the poll, and then as soon as that episode drops, the poll will be available on limitlesswrestling.com. Yeah, and we really want your voices to be heard, so make sure you are participating in this, because again, this is your five-year anniversary show. This is the best we can do for you guys, and there's gonna be some surprises, there's gonna be some really cool stuff. I'm really excited for it, I know Randy's really excited for it, and again, you'll be able to stream it on Limitless Social devices, it's gonna be great. Randy, I have an idea for next week's podcast. How about how about we do a scramble watch along? Ooh, I'm down with that. That could be a lot of fun. Okay. And we'll showcase a lot of different limitless talent over the years. Maybe we'll even throw in a, a let's wrestle uh cluster jam or two. 
Dude, I was just about to say, let's do Dan. Let's get let's get Danger Kid for that. Okay. Um, I'll have him pick out a cluster jam, and then we can pick out a scramble, and we'll go from there. I like that idea. I think that will be a lot of fun, and we'll throw that to a little poll vote as well. Cool. Because this is a podcast for the fans. We like having you guys involved on that. Randy, anything else uh, coming to mind for you this week? Uh, nothing I can think of. Uh, keep watching the road. Um, throw us some tweets. If you're watching live, use the hashtag the road. Um, we're throwing our teas out during every single episode. Um, and we'd love to interact with you during the episode. We're live tweeting everyone again. It's Wednesday at 7 PM streaming on independent wrestling TV. Um, we're not even halfway through the series yet. So a lot more to come, uh, really fun episode this week. A lot of limitless regulars appearing this week as well. So, um, kind of feels like we're getting it's it's a little taste of limitless wrestling it's what we can give you right now and it's a lot of fun so uh, check it out thanks for tuning into the podcast uh, it's, it's a really it's really cool to still be able to do this podcast and still kind of step into the world for limitless wrestling even if it's only an hour at a time so uh, thanks for listening um, we'll give us some reviews on this thing that helps us get noticed it helps us get out there on the feeds so um, if you want to drop us a review on the podcast, that's always appreciated too. No doubt about it. We'll see you guys next week.